0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. We've been in this series that we're calling Making a Change. And if this is your first Sunday uh, with us in this series, I would encourage you to visit our website, centralchurch.cc/. Slash podcast, and you can kind of get caught up on all the stuff that we've talking about. Maybe it'll fill in some of the gaps and some of the holes that we're talking through this morning that we're just going to kind of pass right by, but you can kind of get the full idea of what these things are via the podcast. But we started this thing off, we made a poster, we put it out in the lobby and in different places in the churches, in the bathrooms, so uh, you know, when you're, office away, you're in your office away from your office, you can check it out and read it and see what's coming up. And so we made these posters that said, making a change. Setting goals and dreaming dreams, right? Setting goals and dreaming dreams. And we talked about we want to live the life that we've always dreamed of. And we said, we started this whole conversation off by saying, you know, if you want to achieve these things in the future... If you want to achieve your dreams in the future, you have to start pursuing them and doing things now to get there. You have to start pursuing your dreams now in order to achieve them in the future. It seems pretty simple, basic, elementary, and logical, yet for some reason there's often such a disconnect. And so we started this thing off saying, listen, this series can radically and drastically change your life if you allow it if you put these things into practice. This can radically and drastically change your life. You can shake it off and just say, okay, yeah, whatever. That was cutesy. That was nice. I just saw you singing Shake It Off in your head, Andy. Andy's a Taylor Swift fan. All right. I like it. He was like, I saw he didn't do the head thing. I was like, Andy, getting it? My man. I knew this Andy was a Taylor Swift fan, but I didn't know that Andy was a Taylor Swift fan. So, that's good, okay. So, um, you know, you could, you could shake it off, shake it off, or you could apply it to your lives. And so we started off talking about how less is more, right? We, we looked at the passage in Ecclesiastes. It said, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with turmoil, right? Better is one handful and having one free to do the will of God than to have two handfuls and we're so concerned with our own little kingdom and our own little set of what we have that we're just stressed out to the max, and we're continually just grinding and grinding and grinding to keep up with ourselves. And then in last week, we continued the conversation, and we said, so less is more, and we did the less is more starter pack. And so we said that, you know, we need to cut back, we need to clear out, and we need to pay off. And then we said, okay, now now that that's kind of set the ball in motion, we need to say that giving is good. And that the world of the generous gets bigger and bigger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And we look through all of this and talk through all of this, and we've had great discussions in our house churches about this, and many, many messages and all that um, on Facebook, and pictures of people responding to it and everything, and it's great. But I believe that if we are, we are honest with ourselves, that we've, we've taken in this information, and we've said, man, this is some powerful stuff. This is some really cool stuff. This is, these are some great ideas. These are some great concepts. And we've been moved by the stories that we've shared. And some of us have been like, man, that was such a powerful story. Man, that's so encouraging. That's so incredible. But if we're really being honest with ourselves and looking introspectively, analytically, and critically, we would say that probably not a whole lot of actual life change has happened for us. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But I feel like, by and large, a lot of this stuff gets taken into this realm of information. And we're like, yeah, that's great information. That, I'm going to write that. I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to put it on my Instagram. I'm going to make a cute little graphic and put some shade and some tint and share it. And maybe it'll get a lot of shares. And I'm going to do all these things. But am I actually going to do anything about it? I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll, that's the Christian answer for no. I'll, I'll pray about it, right? And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to wonder. Now, I know on Tuesday, we have staff day here. So we were driving to staff lunch, and um, I'm, I'm, we're driving down 12 Mile. And I look over, and Anthony Key is out on his driveway, and it's freezing cold. I'm like, what is Anthony doing? He's got his fat tire bike out there. So Anthony is like an avid bicycle like enthusiast. He's got like the coolest bikes ever. And so he, we, we, as we were talking through this stuff, he's like, you know what? I have too many bikes, I need to, you know, less is more, let's do this. And so he's out there with his, one of those like fat tire mountain bikes, you know what I'm talking about, that are good for like the snow and the beach and if you're ever riding in the snow or on the beach, I don't, but he had one. And so he's out there and and there's this guy and they're doing their business. So I text him um, when I get to the restaurant, I'm like, hey man, did he buy it? And he wrote back, yep, dot, 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 minimalism sucks. I was like, (laughs) That's awesome. It was hilarious. But I mean, Anthony was like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to do something about this. And I thought that was so great. But by and large, listen, change doesn't take place because we don't make it happen. We wait for the change to take place in our lives, and we wait for outside or exterior forces to make it happen. But the reality is the reason change doesn't actually take place in our lives is because we don't make it happen. We're really good at taking in information, but rarely does it produce transformation. And these are two very different things. Information and transformation are very different things. It's easy to take in a lot of transformation, but we actually have to do something to accomplish and achieve transformation and live a transformed life as a result of the information that we take in. Does that make sense? And so this morning what I want to do is I want to look at just a few of the barriers that I believe trip us up in this. I believe that there are a few things that make it really hard for us to transition from the information phase to the transformation phase. We can sit and say, man, this is so great. We can sit in circles at house churches and say, man, these ideas are so wonderful. I want to do this. This is going to be great. But for us to actually make the transition to do it, there's a few things that I think we need to kind of address and deal with before we can jump into that. So let's pray together and then we'll kind of unpack this stuff a little bit. So God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for all the lives that are in this room, all the stories that are in this room, all the spheres of influence that are represented in this room. We come together collectively to say, you know what? We need you. We carve out a piece of our schedule, a portion of our lives, and we set it aside and we say, God, we need you. We need you to speak to us. We need you to lead us. We need you to guide us. We need you to love us. And so God, this morning, as we open ourselves up to you, your word says that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And so I pray, as we draw near to you this morning, that you would draw near to us, that you would send your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word and make it come alive to us. And like I said earlier, I pray that we would leave it this morning encouraged, challenged, and changed. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. So I think there are very there there are a lot of enemies or challengers or roadblocks or barriers to fulfilling the calling that God has for us. I believe that there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way and that trips us up and and and, and kind of. Uh, silences us and and, and halts us from experiencing transformation, for for living the life that God has called us to live, the life that we've always dreamed of, to actually pursuing our dreams and living our dreams. And so for the sake of brevity and time and all this, I want to limit this down to two main barriers. I want to talk about two main things that I feel like really, really, really trip us up and really, 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 really slow us down and sort of choke the life out of the idea of us following our dreams. They choke the life out of us following the call that God has on us and fulfilling the life that he has designed and created and crafted for you to live. And so the two barriers that I want to look at this morning are confidence and comparison. Confidence and comparison. I worked hard to make those alliteration for you, okay? Confidence and comparison. And so, first I'm gonna talk about confidence. Confidence, I feel like one of our largest barriers to transformation and change and living our dreams is a lack of confidence. 2 Timothy, chapter one, verse seven, says this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Many of us don't make the changes that need to be made because we're afraid. Many of us don't live the life that God has called us to live because we are afraid. We're lacking confidence. There's fear that sets in. You know, if I change my work situation, like I feel like God might be calling me to do, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to make it financially. We're lacking the confidence in what God has called us to do. If I give away all of my excess, if I give away all my extra stuff, I'm afraid that I might need it later. Then what am I going to do? And so it stops us from moving forward. It stops us from pursuing the change that God has called us to pursue. If I give away, or or, or, if I live on 80 to 90% of my income and I give away 10 to 20% of my income, I'm afraid of what that looks like. I'm afraid to make those adjustments. I'm lacking the confidence to actually do these things. That's a barrier. It's great information. Sam, sounds great. I want to be generous. I want to be faithful with my time. I want, to, I want to plan my generosity. I want to give. I want those things. But I'm afraid of what it actually looks like Monday through Saturday. It sounds great on a Sunday morning. It sounds great at a house church. But I'm afraid of what it actually looks like. Sam, if I only have one handful, I'm afraid of what others will think. So, oh no! No, that's not me. I don't care what others think. Okay, if I only have one handful, that means I probably got to drive a car that's over ten years old. I can't do that. I can't show up to work in a car that's paid off and old. What will everyone else think? I'm, I have a power position at work. They can't see me driving an old beat-up minivan. No, pff, that's not me. If I only have one handful, that means I might have to live in a smaller house. And I can't live in a smaller house because I, I, my, one of my family think about that. i got to keep up with ever. We're lacking the confidence of what God has called us to do potentially. I'm not saying he's called you to drive an old car in a small house. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying whatever he has called you to do, we're afraid to actually do it. And it keeps us paralyzed, and it keeps us stuck. Many of us, we never get from the information phase to the transformation phase because we lack this confidence. We know that God has called us to something special. We know that God has called us to something unique. We know that God has called us to something powerful, but we're afraid to step out in faith. And then we read passages like Philippians 4.13, where it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now listen. I don't want you guys to get this twisted, okay? Because as a teenager, I really really manipulated this verse, right? And I'm sure many of you did too. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And oftentimes I thought, "Okay, I can do all things through Christ who gives me. I'm going to go jump off a building and God's going to make me fly because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength." Hallelujah, glory to God. Woo! I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not saying that. That is not what I'm saying. I think a more accurate translation of this is that I have strength for all things through, who, through him who enables me, right? He who calls me is gonna give me the strength to do it. Now, does that mean I, have all, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? I'm gonna go try out for the Pistons. I'm gonna make the team. That's not what that means. That's not what that means. What it does mean that is if God calls me to the mission field and it means that I gotta sell everything and I gotta leave everything and I gotta go do that, he's gonna give me the strength to do that. If God's called me to be a school teacher in the city of Detroit and I'm going to go to the city of Detroit every single day and not be thanked and have a hard time and it's going to be one of the most terrible experiences of my life and I'm going to want to quit every five minutes, if God's called me to do that, he's going to enable me to do that. Does that make sense? And so we step back and we say, okay, wait a second. God's calling me to this, yet I'm afraid... But I don't need to be afraid because I need to realize and recognize that if God has called me to do this, He's going to enable me to do this. And so, this barrier of confidence, we have a lack of confidence because we're not fully, truly trusting that God's going to enable us to make it happen. And so, we're paralyzed and we're stuck we take in this information and we're like, yeah, 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 good stuff, good stuff, super inspirational, super nice, I get the warm fuzzies, this is great, but we don't do anything about it. If God has called you or instructed you or moved you to step out in faith, don't be held back by fear. Don't be held back by fear. Know that he will give you the strength to do it. Now, does that mean that life is going to change a little bit for you? Probably, but he'll enable you to, to manage that as well and navigate those waters as well. So confidence, I believe, is a huge barrier, a huge roadblock for us to live transformationally, to be transformed rather than just informed. The second thing, I think, that really trips us up, especially in our culture, a social media-driven culture, I think comparison is huge. I think comparison just stifles us, it, 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 it keeps us in a box, because here's the deal, you can listen even just to the talks on Sunday mornings and say, oh my gosh, Anthony is selling bikes, that's so incredible, Sam gave away so many clothes and is buying people groceries, that's so great, Rachel, we talked about her last week, how generous she is and just shows up with all this just extravagant generosity, and we got, you know, we see on social media all the time that Andy Wakeland and Matt Hotto and Josh Dunkelberg and all these guys are going to the church and they're building coffee bars and serving in all these ways and always doing these kinds of projects and everything and there's so many people that are so generous and I just I, I I can't do that. That's not me. I can't build anything. I don't have bikes to give away. And we can get in this comparison trap and say, "Yeah, that's for them. That's 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 not for me." That's for them, that's not for me. And if we're not careful, we can pa- fall into this trap of comparing ourselves to everyone else all the time and it can absolutely paralyze us. It can absolutely paralyze us. And it's extremely easy to fall into this comparison trap. I mean, many of you guys know Leo, right? He's like the super smiley guy that's leading us in worship all the time. He's, a, he's awesome. One of my favorite people in the whole world. I love Leo. Leo. Leo is in a band called Rival Summers, and that's, like, what he does. That's his passion project. Um, you know, he's, he's pursuing this. It would be so easy for Leo to compare himself to other people and then allow it to paralyze him, right? God has called Leo to be Rival Summers. God has not called Leo to be Ben Rector. God has not called Leo to be Switchfoot. And he can look at these people and say, oh, well, they're selling out that, and they're selling out this, and they're touring there. And, doing, and he could be like, oh, my gosh, that I've, what, that's not me. I can't do that. But that's okay because that can't, you can't fall into that trap because God has not called Leo to be those people. God has called Leo to be Rival Summers. And so, God has to, uh, Leo has to figure out exactly what God has called him to and then do that with all of his heart and allow his music through Rival Summers to impact the people that it impacts and to touch the lives that it touches because it does. And Leo's reaching people that Ben Rector doesn't reach. And Leo's reaching people that Switchfoot doesn't, well, maybe not Switchfoot, but maybe. But he's reaching people. That God has called and designed him to reach. It would be so easy to get in this comparison trap and just be paralyzed and say, Well, it's just, it's too big. I can't, I can't do it, you know? Or my wife, Amber, you know? She's a smoking hot blonde, the other smoking hot blonde on the front row over here. Wife, raise your hand, baby. Mm. Love the way you raise your hand. But my, my, my wife, she goes, did he just call you smoking hot? Yeah, I, I did. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Trevor. We're tight. Um, I'm going to move right along here. Um, my wife, it can be so easy for her to be paralyzed in this comparison trap. She's a mother of four, and she's really into, like, designing and decorating our house, and she's also obsessed with Joanna Gaines, right? Do you guys know who Joanna Gaines is? Yes, I'm a little bit obsessed too. Um, From Chip and JoJo, Fixer Upper, HGTV. If you want to get saved, you watch that show. Um, And so my wife could easily look at Joanna's magazine and TV show and Instagram and everything and look at her house and her house design and the cleanliness of her house and look at what her kids wear and the schools they go to and their dogs and how they're just perfect dogs all the time. We have dogs, we have kids, we have a house, and they don't look like that. We, we, we kind of think they do, but they don't, right? And we could easily get in this comparison trap, and my wife could be just discouraged and distraught and say, oh my gosh, this is never gonna work. This is, God has not called Amber to be Joanna Gaines. She's called, Am- Amber's like, well, maybe he has. <laughs> but God has called Amber to be Amber and to love our kids for our kids and to take care of our house as our house, right? And to hate our dogs the way only we can hate our dogs, because nobody really loves dogs except for maybe Julia and Brittany, and that's kind of weird. But, you know, and, and for me even, it would be super easy for me to fall into this comparison trap with all these different pastors and all these different churches, and I see the way that they're baptizing 500 people. Somehow they baptize 500 people every single week, and so mathematically they've baptized everyone in the world by now. I don't understand it, according to their social media. It's inc- I, don't, I don't get it, but It's crazy. And I could easily see these things and see these pastors in these churches and all of stuff and be like, oh, my gosh, that's not me. That's not, I can't, uh, and, and I can't do it that way. But you know what? God's called me to Central Church, and he's called us to do the things that we do the way we do them. Nobody else does them like us. We're a little weird. That's okay. I'm into it, right? And you guys obviously are too. You guys are weird too. Just own it. But God has called us. Uh, I got an amen on that. I like that. But God has called us to be us. Right? In First Corinthians chapter twelve, verses twelve and thirteen it says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. And then it goes on to talk about the different functions of the body and how one part of the body can't say to another part of the body that I don't need you and I don't need you and all this stuff. That The parts that are more hidden are actually more important. And it goes through all of this stuff. But here's the deal. God has something uniquely and incredibly awesome for you and only you. God has not called you to be me. And God has not called me to be you. God has called you to be you. And God has something awesome for you to do. And God has designed an incredibly awesome, special life for you to live. Not for you to live vicariously through me, but for you to live. And so what we need to do is find out exactly what God is calling us to do. Or more importantly, we need to find out exactly who God is calling us to be. And then we need To do it, we need to do it. We don't just need to think about it. We don't just need to pray about it. We don't just need to journal about it and plan it out and map it out and write it down and do all this stuff. Listen, actually do it. Do it. Don't be paralyzed by fear. Don't be paralyzed by lack of confidence. Don't be paralyzed by comparison. Just do it. You know, if we had our screen this morning, we were actually going to use a video. Do many of you probably already know what video it is. Just do it. Right? Shia LaBeouf. And we were going to show the whole thing. And I was super pumped. And he was in front of a green screen. So we could have made him standing on our stage saying, just do it. But our screen is a slip and slide in the balcony currently. But it's so true. Just do it. Don't pray about it. Don't write it down. Actually do something about it. And so, so you're like, okay, Sam. All right, Sam, I hear you. I hear you. Less is more. Amen. Giving is good. All right. Making a change. Following my dreams. Dreaming big. Go for it. Yeah. I'll try. Nothing makes me want to pull out every single follicle of hair in my head more than when someone says, I will try. I'll try. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Stephen, come here. Real quick. Come here. This is Stephen Elliott. He's the man. He, uh, he's, he was coming to this church before I came to this church, Right? My man, how you doing? I like that purple, too, looking fly. Stephen, I want you to try something here. I want you to try to take my phone out of my hand. Homeboy's breaking my phone. No, no, you took my phone. Try to take my phone. No, 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 no. Yeah, you took my phone. Yeah, try to take my phone. No, you're not taking my phone. No. No, you're you're not taking it. It's right there. No, you're not. Take it. One second. No, Yoda. Thank you, Steven. Get out of here. <laughs> Yoda demonstrates this perfectly. Do or do not. There is, no try. there is. There's my Star Wars fans. The rest of you are probably going to hell if you didn't know that. <laughs> Goodness, y'all need to get on salvation here. Fix her upper in Star Wars. Anyway. Do or do not. There is no try. You either do it or you don't do it. There's no such thing as trying. You can go for it and fail, but there's no such thing as trying. Here's here's the idea. Whenever you guys try something, right? Whenever I try something, it's like this. Hey, I'm going to try pickles. I'm going to try them. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to eat pickles. I know I'm not going to like pickles. I know that I will never eat pickles ever again, but just for the sake of pleasing you for a moment and kind of easing my own conscience, I will try them knowing that 99.99999 to the infinite decimal place, that I will never eat pickles. And I'll nibble the edge. Ugh, so gross. I'll, I'll, thanks, yeah, I tried it. Knowing that I will never eat pickles, but I tried to do it, right? Or, or in the summer when you're gonna get in the pool, right, in the wet water, in the cold water, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try to get in, right? We have 99.9% of our body on the safe warm, dry ground, and then we take that toe and we're like, and we dip it in, and then we're like, "Ah, too cold. Ah." I tried. You knew the whole time you were staying on the ground, and you just dipped your toe in to like ease your appeasement. Oh, I tried. It's too cold. Can't handle it. Sorry. Right? Whenever we try things. Guys, that's not the way it works. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I can do all things, all the things that he has called me to do, and he will enable me through the Holy Spirit. I have a unique calling. I have a unique purpose. You have a unique calling. You have a unique purpose, and God's got you. And he wants you to actually do it. Just do it. He wants you to put it into action. He wants you to live a transformational life. He wants to transform you and change you as you're moving forward. Not just taking in information, but actually doing something about it. If God's calling me into the freezing cold pool, I'm not going to go, ah. I'm going to grab both these and I'm going to cannonball in. Because I believe that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He will enable me to endure the ice cold water. If that's what he's called me to do. If God's calling me to eat pickles, I'm down in the pickles. I'm drinking the juice. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm just thankful that God's not calling me to eat pickles. But if he's calling you to eat pickles, you get what I'm saying. Don't just try it or, oh, I'll think about it. Actually do it. Do what God is calling you to do. If God is calling me to be more generous, I'm not going to be considering it. I'm not going to be trying it out. I'm not going to be putting out feelers. I'm cutting back. I'm clearing out, and I'm paying off because I'm getting serious about this thing. If God is calling me to be generous, I'm trusting God with the tithe, I'm planning my generosity, and I'm being generous now. Not just the things we've been talking about the past two weeks, I'm actually doing them. I'm living a transformed life. I'm allowing the information that God has laid out there to transform me from the inside out. And so many of us in this room this morning, first we need to go home and we need to look up the Shia LaBeouf video and we need to watch it and then we need to watch it again and then we need to stop laughing and we need to watch it again and we need to put it on repeat in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives that we actually need to do it many of you in here you know that God has a plan for you and that God wants to use you in a very special and powerful way do it just do it You know there's a ready set go we get so stuck in the ready set that we never go do it many of us in here we know that God has given us specific dreams and aspirations to fulfill and we have a very unique calling guys do it don't just think about it do it put it into action transform your life around that. We know that God has gifted us to edify the body of Christ. God has given you something to pour back into the local church, to pour back into the faith community. Do it. Don't allow fear to to, to paralyze you. Don't allow comparison. Well, I can't get up and talk like Sam can talk. I can't get up and sing like... You don't have to. God's made you unique. You have something to bring to the table. Bring it. Do it. Don't just sit there and take it in and the information. let it transform you and bring to fruition in your life. You know that God is shaking things up in your heart and shaking things up in your life. Many of you in there this morning, you, you feel like, man, Sam's reading my mail. I'm not. I'm talking to myself just like I'm talking to you guys. We're all in this transformational thing together. But many of you, you have an idea in your head of thinking, man, yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Guys, I'm here to tell you this morning, do it. Do it. Just do it. Don't be afraid. Have confidence. Don't be paralyzed by comparison. God's called you to do it the way only you can do it. So do it. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And he says that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. If he's called you to do it, he's going to empower you to do it. You have a very unique calling on your life and I want to encourage you I want to challenge you I want to give you a little kick in the butt say do it, get moving ready, set, go make it happen start today some of you need to start right now we've carved out a a little bit of time here we're going to sing a song just kind of in response to give us a chance to respond and so some of us this morning maybe we need to bust out our phones during this song And start playing Candy Crush. No, we need to bust out our phones during this song. And we need to take down some notes. And we need to say, this is exactly what God's called me to do. And we need to email it to ourselves. We need to text it to ourselves and say, this needs to happen now. Maybe we need to send a text to our boss, to our job and say, hey, listen, something's got to give. A change is coming. Just be ready. We got to talk. And start it now. Maybe we need to just sit down and gather our thoughts and say, God, what is it that you're calling me to do? What is it that you want me to do? Maybe we're in that phase, but wherever you are in the conversation, listen, God wants to transform you, and he wants you to be continually transformed, and continually growing, and continually changing, and so I want to encourage you to do that. Do it. Don't think about it. Don't let it stop with your text message. Actually do it. The reason we don't experience change is because we don't make it happen. We need to make it happen. God's called us to some really cool stuff. I know some of the stories of some of the faces as I'm looking around the room. He's called us to some really, really cool stuff. We need to do it. He wants to do some really cool stuff through the people in this church and in this faith community. We need to do it. Don't be afraid. Don't lack confidence. Don't compare yourself out of it. Do it. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for this morning. pray this morning for those of us in here who are paralyzed by fear and a lack of confidence I pray that you send your Holy Spirit to comfort us and that we would lean hard into the truth that whatever you have anointed and called us to do you will enable us to do it God for those of us in here we're paralyzed by comparison. I pray that we would recognize our unique value and our unique calling. That you've called us to be us and to do only what we can do how we do it. And I pray that we would embrace that calling and would make it a reality. I pray for all of us this morning. That we wouldn't get stuck in information, but that we would allow it to marinate and produce transformation in our hearts and in our lives. God, as we draw near to you, draw near to us. Allow us to experience you this morning in a real and tangible way. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody say